0: Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds, boosts, lightning deals and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down, or maybe a lot of money down, on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day's coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with My bookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right place, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Today on the Zabecast, the NFL plot thickens as week 11 delivers the goods. King Henry is still on the throne, Burrow buried and two avenged, and a whole lot more. The Wizard of Pods, Chris Broussard, joins me. He'll give me an update on that Super Spreader event at Notre Dame. All that, plus, if you ever want a bad night of sleep, try sleeping uphill. Your high test, not street legal. 30-plus minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go.
1: Here we go.
0: Monday, November 23rd, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Before we get started today, you may have heard the news, although maybe not. You may have heard my Friday afternoon show on the Team 980. You may have not. But if you have not, I am sorry to say, Scott Lynn, after 27 years of continuous and absolutely stellar employment under a single radio station call letters and frequency, uh, finally had the Turk knock on his door. He was... uh, he was not fired, he just, he was, well, you know, he was let go. That's such a cheesy way to say it, right? Uh, we, we were taken over by uh, another broadcast entity as the fourth owner the station has had, uh, fifth owner, sixth owner maybe from the time Scott started. I've got about 20 years in, he's got, he had 27. Uh, Doc Walker also did not make the uh, cut at the new place where it was CJ, our program director, which I understand they don't really have the need for a second program director. And then Doc Walker, who had been at the station pretty much from the get-go, and Scott Lynn, who had also been at the station pretty much from the get-go, 27 years, and was told, Yep, um, sorry, but we can't take everybody, and you are on the way out. Uh, It was a gut punch. It was harder than I thought it could possibly be. I've been with Scott for 20 years. Uh, both in the afternoons, both on the national show, in various iterations, multiple times over. I mean, he really does feel like a brother to me. And this is a very tough thing because, you know, radio is a high wire act. It is a narrow and limited career path. There's not really much portability in the trade, so to speak. And people that say just with a, oh, I'm sure I'll land on his feet, or oh, someone's going to get a great guy. I mean, the landscape is tough. The industry is changing. its I don't want to say radio is dying. It's not. But it's undergoing a real strain right now, like many businesses. <clears throat> strain like my voice. By the way, more on that coming up later in the podcast. Anyway, I have faith in Scott Lynn, the man, that he will figure out something to do, and he will do it with great gusto, zeal, integrity, good humor, and professionalism, because that's all he's ever done in all the years that he has uh, worked with me and alongside me. So if you want to, I spent probably the best 20 minutes in one fell, mostly unscripted swoop talking about it to lead the show on on Friday. And I should have recorded it, but I didn't. And now I'm worrying. Somebody said to me that they went to go download the old shows, from the old station, and they're now wiped off the server, it, it, it may be gone. By the way, you're going to hear Scott Lynn right here on this podcast. Oh, I'm going to make sure I make a spot in him, spot for him in the rotation if he'll agree to do it, and I look forward to having that, and maybe it'll be one day me, Scott, and Solly. Could be. <clears throat> anyway, you might be saying, well, wait a minute. So Scott's gone. Who's left? Me and Solly. And they haven't said anything else at this time. They say the new company, Intercom, says they are going to operate both their existing sports station, 106.7 The Fan, and Team 980 simultaneously. They believe they can shine up the dull penny our station had become and make it, if not great again, make it <laughs> profitable. How about that? And they say it's being done in a couple of markets where they are actually uh, there's operators, owners, conglomerates that own more than one sports radio station. On the one hand, I go, hey, eh, you know what? They might be right. On the other hand, I go, yeah, but you own them both. It's different. You get you can point back to say as little as four years ago, when we were within five ten percent of their ratings, and we were billing within fifteen percent of what they were billing and say, hey, why don't we get back to that level? I'm not sure you get back to that level if one company owns both. There becomes, I think sometimes these, um, trying to look for the right word here, trying to be careful. Careful I don't get fired for saying something. I don't know. I, I think two competitors going at it tooth and nail rises both boats. One entity owning both, eh, be like me owning a A7S three Sony full-frame mirrorless glory whore camera and also a little Sony point-and-shoot. Would I, would I really want to spend as much time with the point-and-shoot? Anyway, um, what does it mean for me? I don't know. Uh, like I said, we've been told very little. It'll be me and Sally on Monday, today, and Tuesday and Wednesday, and then there's Thanksgiving, and then who knows after that. I can make no promises other than to say it'll be a cri- critical couple of weeks coming up here. And you know what? I'm at peace. with that. However it turns out, whichever way it goes, uh, I'm at peace because I know my creativity and my drive to produce above restaurant-grade content has never been stronger. And I'm excited to start exploring some things that if I am blessed with more time, I can dig into fully and really start getting after it so the ways to deliver content has never been more plentiful and the tools to produce really good content have never been cheaper and more amazing so in that way it is a golden age the downside is there's a lot of people out there producing really good content so I appreciate you for consuming this content and I'll try to keep it at that so with that let's eat shall we Washington football team beats the Bengals 20-9 20-9 to nine, your final score, but the headline was, Joe Burrow goes down and goes down hard. You'll hear me talk more in just a minute here with um, Chris Broussard about what we did as soon as Burrow went down. And it was interesting because they didn't show more than, they actually they showed no replays. And I'll talk about that in just a second. There's a photo though you have to see. Of Joe Burrow's former teammate at the Ohio State University, because remember, even though he never starred at Ohio State and he got beaten out by Dwayne Haskins, he is still close friends with both Terry McLaurin and Chase Young. And there is a photo of of, of um, you know uh, Joe Joe Burrow being consoled, helmet to helmet, face to face, man to friggin' man, on the injury cart. Uh, with just the perfect light and just the perfect expressions it is a beautiful photo you must seek it out i'll make sure to retweet it on my feed joe burrow is a really good quarterback man the more since i was sitting down in front of one game finally to watch and watch and watch him and not just kind of go oh, okay 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 he makes so many good plays and he he made mistakes obviously and his o line was not capable of protecting him. The other thing, too, is that the NFL does all they can to try to protect quarterbacks. They can't. They can't. They get buried. They get crushed. They get blasted all the time. Uh, uh, Drew Brees. They did a a recount. Forget the recounts in Georgia and Michigan. How about the recount of the broken ribs on Joe Burrow, or broken ribs on Drew Brees? 11 of them now. Eight on one side, three on the other. Anyway, This Washington football team now joins three other teams in the good old NFC East at three wins. <laughs> the The division of threes, three and seven across the board, except for the Eagles, who are three, six and one and in the driver's seat, having lost to the Browns on Sunday, another abysmal Performance take nothing away from the Brownies, who are now 7-3 and three for the first time in, like, forever. They're, wow, my, we're getting vapors. <laughs> I cannot believe we are 7-3 and three to the good side here in Cleveland. Uh, why am I talking like the old uh, Southern guy? I have no idea. Alex Smith's checklist continues to grow. I put this tweet out, I said, and I, I went to go find the, the tweet or the gif. Gif? Gif. Graphic, inter- the GIF. I went to go get the GIF. GIF is peanut butter. GIF is graphic interchange format. I went to go get the GIF of Ryan from the office when he was in his go get him phase, in his I'm on the way up phase, before he went to jail phase. And he has a talking headshot in the office where he's staring right into the camera with this dead-faced look of determination, pulls out some notebook which has some list in it, and just without even looking at it, crosses something off and then folds it up and puts it away. I knew the gif was perfect for thinking of what Alex Smith is doing, and then I built the list around it. Check. Save leg. Check. Walk again. Check. Run again. Check. Throw again. Check. Clear to play. Check. Active roster. Check. Enter his backup. Check. Give Aaron Donald piggyback ride. Check throw for 300 yards, check, make my first start, check, make my first home start, check, get my first win. What a list, and Alex Smith is not done. I said at the end of the week locally, I said, you know what? I'm in. I feel stupid for even doubting Alex Smith. I feel stupid for saying, get him out of there. He's going to get killed. He's going to die. Oh, my God. Uh, What are we doing here? This is a yesterday. I am a Mr. Smith now. I used to be a Kirk jerk. I'm now a Mr. Smith. Yes, Mr. Smith. No, Mr. Smith. Good throw, Mr. Smith. Keep going, Mr. Smith. Hit a deep ball to Terry McLaurin. That was just beautiful. There's no doubt he's the best quarterback on the roster right now. And he moves around well enough. And that leg appears to be strong enough to be plenty functional. This is a nice little team that's got a nice little offense that can run it better than people think. Another touchdown for Antonio Gibson. He's got eight this year. I mean, that that is incredible. That's great. And they get guys open, and Alex Smith can hit him. A, I'm a Mr. Smith from now until whenever he can't play. I'm even in favor of bringing him back next year at a decent salary. We can't carry him at what his current contract is, $25 million. But if you want to cut him and bring him back at a lower number and then draft a quarterback and say – Okay, but he's the starter. You have to beat him out. I would be fine with that. I really would. Packers lose to the Colts, completing a dagger weekend in Wisconsin. Probably the worst single weekend for sports in a long time. You have the Bucks deal for Bogdan Bogdanovich finally die a hard death on Friday. Then Northwestern kicks Wisconsin's teeth in. In an ugly, boring, terrible game on Saturday, and then you have the Packers lose the way they did to the Colts. Four turnovers, including a crumble, a crumble by Shepard on a put repu- on a kick return—the worst play in all of all of football and all of sports. You just get the ball back, and then you give it right back to him. MVS had a dagger fumble in overtime. I will not criticize guys who play a sport that is so savage, it is so violent, involves so much pain and suffering and dedication. I will not say, the bum's a fumbler, get rid of them. I can't do it. I won't. Plus, MVS made a hell of a catch to give him a chance to win the game. There is chatter about Aaron Rodgers and his comeback ability in the fourth quarter. He did lead him to the you know game-tying field goal. His numbers in overtime are not necessarily great, but they're very misleading. It's a small sample size. He's 2-8-1 and one in overtime. Rodgers is. And he didn't get the ball four times of those eight losses. So he's really 2-4-1 and one, if you're going to judge it correctly, and that's just a small sample size. I want this organization to be on edge this week. I want them to say, we are not fucking around. We are wasting our time. We're wasting Aaron's career. We need to be better. Mike Pettin. There's no way you bring him back next year. So if there's no way you bring him back next year, why don't you think about firing him this year? Teams fire coordinators all the time in the middle of the season. And maybe not all the time. They fire them plenty often enough. I just don't think whatever he's doing, whatever his scheme is, whatever his system is, I mean, there is talent on the defensive side of the ball. It's not adding up that the amount of talent when you add it all up on her petting scheme is less than what the talent looks like on paper. Oh, and then there was a replay call that was the correct call, but I'm sitting there watching going, are they really going to come back and say inconclusive and let the Packers basically win the game on a play that half the players in the field quit on because it so obviously looked like a pass, a forward pass? No matter what you think, that is no way you want to decide games. And that is the poison that replay has introduced. Well, let all these players go. Replay can fix it after the fact. But then you go to replay and you go, wow, that was really, really close. The ball was just barely coming out of the fingertips of Phillip Rivers when he was hit and the ball started to lose control. How do you determine, was it really a fumble or really a pass? I just don't. Instead of trying to define what is a pass, just give it a judgment call. It looked like a pass. Who cares if his arm, his hand was open and his ball hit it forward. If it goes, in fact, my rule would be if a quarterback in the motion of passing has the ball go across the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter if the ball is out. It's a pass. Then it becomes a definition. It doesn't become an interpretation of when the ball come loose and was it an open hand, and let's review it. And then these re- referees not even calling the play dead because they're afraid to make the wrong call. Speaking of bad calls, how about the call in the Minnesota-Purdue game? Oh, my God. Purdue quarterback Jake Jack Plummer, no relation to Jake, by the way. I looked it up. Uh, Jack Plummer hit tight end Payne Durham in the back of the end zone. Beautiful catch, touchdown, Boilermakers had a lead late in the game, but offensive pass interference was called on Durham, negating the touchdown and dropping the score back to 34-31 in favor of the Gophers who went on to win, on to win the game. It, it, it was like no contact, basically, at all. It was the weakest, most phantom, most what-are-you-looking-at-PI. And I don't know how these referees are coached up or persuaded, here's what we want, here's how we want you to call it, but son of a bitch. Keep the flag in your pocket, unless it's egregious. We need fewer penalties, and we need to stop microscoping everything. Other NFL, real quick, Titans beat the Ravens. There was a dust-up over the logo before the game. A bunch of Titan players and a few assistant coaches were having some kind of meeting on the logo, and John Harbaugh didn't like it. And things got a little bit testy. Pretty damn funny. It was a chippy game. And at the end of the game, Lamar Jackson drove him down the field, mostly with his legs. And then when it came time to throw the ball into the end zone in tight windows with supreme accuracy, he didn't do it. Because they knew they could tie the game with a field goal. So he just got conservative and did not want to take that chance to throw the game-winning touchdown pass. That is the margin that still eludes last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson. Saints beat the Falcons with Taysom Hill. Hmm. Funny because I think a lot of armchair uh, coaches thought, hey, why don't you go with Jameis Winston? He's got more experience. This guy's a gadget guy, Taysom Hill. Played pretty well. Well enough to beat the Falcons, at least for what that's worth. And after the game, Sean Payton, head coach of the Saints, saw a tweet from Roddy White, former Falcon, who was talking shit like, we got to snack on them with Taysom Hill. And he retweeted it. And then people started eyeballing it pretty damn funny. Tua benched for the Dolphins. He might have been hurt. Who knows? He'll start next week. So says Brian Flores, but it was kind of shocking. They were only down 10 in the fourth quarter against Denver. I told you. I told you I'd get my Miami money back. <laughs> By the way, 3-0. and 3-0 yesterday for the kid here. I hope you were on the Zabe train. Had the uh, Washington football team, the Wolf minus two, easy winner. Denver plus two and a half over Miami. Told you I was going to chase my lost Miami money and get it back. I did. Thank you very much. And then Indy minus two over the Packers. Never in doubt. Never. Okay. It was very much in doubt most of the game. In fact, uh, took a lot of (laughs) huffing and puffing, but it came home. So 3-0 and feels great. Locke wins. That feels great. My season totals 20, 11, and 2 verified on this podcast. My locks are 8 and 3. Get on board. In fact, tonight's my bookie steamer of the day. Buccaneers minus 4.5 against LA on a Monday night. I'm in. I'm in. Buccaneers minus 4.5. I know. I got stung like a lot of people betting on Brady at home two weeks ago on a Sunday night when they got trashed by the uh, Saints. People are going to be shying away at this point. That's when I say you run into this one. I'm on Tampa. Under the 48, I'm going to call it 2719 Tampa or Tampa Bay. And uh, I like Tampa Bay. And if you're not on my bookie, what's the matter with you? Betting on games makes things more fun. And you don't have to bet any more than just a buck or two. At I don't know what the minimum bet is at my bookie. It might be a dollar. Who knows? They literally don't care. Bet a little bit, bet a lot. It's a rock-solid online book, and they actually pay out, which is sort of key, isn't it? I've been with them for now three years. I've had four complaints which are really not even complaints, just sort of snags, I resolve them with their people in 24 hours or less with no more than two emails back and forth. When you sign up with MyBookie, you have my backing. That's the best thing. I'm like your personal customer service rep, although don't wear it out. Try that somewhere else. You can't get it. Promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo. Uh, You can get matching deposits up to 50%, so get on it. That's MyBookie.com. Back To uh, the NFL rundown uh, from what happened. So, uh, other headlines included Matt Patricia got shut out 20 to nothing in Carolina. Pack them, ship him, stack them. See you later, fat Patricia. Loser. Got to fire him at this point. Eagles lose again. Carson Wentz in trouble of losing his starting job. He was again terrible. The NFC East, as I mentioned, is all three wins heading into Thanksgiving. It's hilarious. It's ugly. It's awful. I sort of love it. Steelers are 10-0 now. They punked the Jaguars. The Jets lose a close game to the Chargers. That means there's a two-team race now basically for Sunshine. Uh, 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 Boy, my memory recalls going really bad. I choke, and I'm like, I got to remember the name. Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine. Old Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. I got one thing from college football. And then we'll move on. I'll bring in Chris Broussard here and then wrap it up. College football, Indiana rallies to lose, let's call it with honor, to Ohio State. In fact, Ohio State had not been played within 10 points, uh, single digits in like two years. And they were behind 24 points. Uh, The spread was 20. I think they were covering the spread at one point. And then Indiana started playing their ass off. And they were like, and Michael Jr., what a great name, started playing his ass off. And they came back, and they had the ball with a chance to march down the field and tie the game, and they never got past midfield. They got swamped. After the game, here was coach Tom Allen, who delivers the most football guy coach speak. Foot, the most football guy, coach guy speech of all time, which... Clearly needed a bit more writing, or at least should have gone half as long. It gets painfully awkward at times. Here was Coach Tom Allen after the game.
1: I want you to listen to me carefully. Eyes on me. We feel sorry for ourselves. No, sir. We didn't play our best football. You know it, and I know it. But you didn't quit. You didn't quit.
0: You. <laughs> f- I would actually be laughing at this point. It sounds like one of those... Uh, cheesy movies with like a a moonshot now now you listen up
1: you tell Sheriff Durham we're coming with him with our guns loaded I want you to listen to me carefully eyes on me we ain't feeling sorry for ourselves we didn't play our best football you know it and I know it but you didn't quit you didn't quit you fought him you got character you got something to you there's a lot of football to be playing a lot of football Actually,
0: no. Love, it's come play. You understand me? It's yes, sir. No, there's only like four games left.
1: Sir. We come here to be close, and no. I'm ticked off by the result, but I'm proud of you guys And you fought, and you fought, and you fought.
0: Got it. Okay. <laughs> and oh, oh, come on. Media can't be played. Good lord. Come on. Still going stay on.
1: Together. You understand me? Yes, sir. You stay together. Stay together.
0: He's pacing back and forth. He's walking around.
1: Special things ahead of you. You understand me? Yes, sir. Special things ahead of you. That's the truth. Is he done yet? Stay together. Is he still yelling at us? Yes.
0: Shh. Look serious.
1: I love this football team, man. You got no idea. You got no idea.
0: Well, he's been yelling at us for a minute now, coach. There you go. And then, you know, every school's, you know, social media department plays it up. Good for you, Coach Tom Allen. (laughs) Could have been shorter. Could have had a bit more to it, but I get it. We didn't come here to get close. Uh, Why are you you giving the speech like this? Should be like, man, we lost the game. All right, uh, we'll meet on Monday for meetings, uh, get your training, uh, get your uh, uh, therapy work done, and then go (laughs) go from there. All right, speaking of college football, remember that Notre Dame-Clemson game, that was three weeks ago now, and the fans stormed out of the stands to celebrate, and some people lost their minds. I remember that my man Chris Broussard, the Wizard of Pods, the man who helps me produce and deliver and manage this podcast, came to my house on Sunday to watch the football games. In part because one, he had just sold his couch and had not had the new one delivered, and secondly, I owed him some money, so I brought him into the studio to
2: check.
0: All right, it is halftime between the two games that I am caring about on this Sunday. Of course, the Washington football team just dispatched the Cincinnati Bengals where there was a horrific injury to one Joe Burrow, and I'm about to change out of my clothes, Chris Broussard, into my <laughs> Packer gear because it is halftime. They get a big game against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I'm wearing my RG3 jersey. It was good luck today. You scoffed at it, but uh, it was good luck today. I almost, I almost went out mine. Yeah. <laughs> Of course you don't, I ripped the You RG3 don't have one off. do you?
2: I do. I took the RG3 off the back.
0: Though. You did? Yeah. I got the 10 car. No who, no sponsor. It, who else is the uh, uh Redskins 10 of note? Wasn't it Richardson?
2: In
0: um, yeah, <laughs> wide receiver Richardson. <laughs> wide receiver. A waste of money. Yeah. Oh uh, gosh. Anyway, so here we are. Uh, uh, Chris came over today. The uh, the digital ninja, the wizard of pods, uh, the man that runs the podcast for me, and uh, has a son at Notre Dame. Back after the fall semester, first semester at Notre Dame University, third. Third. He's a sophomore. Oh, that's right. He's a sophomore. Third. Okay. Yes, third. So we're chatting about it, and I said offhand, oh, yeah, whatever happened after the, the kids stormed the field against Clemson, and the Karens and the Pearl Clutchers lost their ever-loving mind? Right. What happened? Cases went down. <laughs> Funny how this didn't lead Sports Center. No. Funny how I didn't hear more people talk about this. Funny how I didn't hear those pearl clutchers re-examine their own paranoid pre-existing notions of the world and go, "Hey, wait a minute. Maybe this wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe we shouldn't be so scared of things." Cases wow. went down, and Notre Dame tracks cases, don't they?
2: Oh yeah. Every. every well. Every single kid on that field was tested within five days before that game.
0: So the mandate from the chancellor or the president, the guy who got coronavirus, going to the Amy Comey Barrett confirmation. <laughs>
2: president, Jenkins uh, right? Now.
0: Yeah, he he man, he said everyone's going to get tested. Well, and they, they did, right? They had regular
2: ongoing testing. I mean, my son was tested, I think nine or ten times throughout the whole semester. If there was someone who tested positive, what was his
0: record? Nine and L. Oh?
2: Uh, well, I guess, what, what, is the, what is the win, non? So, yeah, it was 9-0, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the win
0: is getting it and not having symptoms and being done with it. So, yeah, it was either 9-0 and 0 or 0-9, depending By on the By the way, know. if you test positive, they're still going to test you. They're not going to assume that you had it. They're going to just assume it might have been a false positive, right? Correct. That's, that sucks. Unless, so you can't uh, even win the coronavirus game <laughs> with a positive test in which you don't even get sick. Right. Winning by losing, losing by winning, whatever. All right, so cases cases went down. down. Yeah. It was not a super spreader event. There were people suggesting the most outlandishly stupid things after that, like make them forfeit a game because of that. Or I forget what else I saw some hysterical people scream about. I also was reminded about back in the spring when there was one shot of a beach in Florida, after they initially allowed people back out on the beaches, and it looked crowded, it wasn't. It wasn't because of the length of the camera lens, but people actually. Uh, I think Mike Florio and some other, some guy for Barstool tweeted huffily, "If we don't have football in the fall, this is the reason why." Right. And I think back and I go. Oh, how quaint that was. They thought we as a society had such finite control over a global pandemic and a virus that spreads through the air like that, that we could coordinate, we could influence events months from now. Like, do you feel stupid if you're sitting here now going, wow, the college football season, it's chugging on, but it's getting all disfigured with cancellations, but they're going to press ahead. And we thought back in March we could control things by saying Get off the beach in Jacksonville, otherwise we won't have football. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit!
2: Yeah, and the data—I mean, for those data nerds that want to go out there, it's all posted. And the day of the game—is it
0: public yeah. data at Notre Dame? Here, okay,
2: here.nd.edu. Okay, it's all here. there. Here and the day here, as in we're here.
0: We're going to bring. The, we're Why here. It was done? a whole campaign. My- Why didn't you and I get here.com? Would have been a great domain. <laughs> <laughs> where am I where are you on the internet? Here. Here. <laughs> here. Uh, there? No. We're uh, here. Uh, we have here <laughs> dot us, here dot T V By the way, whatever happened to all those alternate suffixes on the internet? Are they like junk property on a on a lake in Branson, Missouri that's never been developed with <laughs> empty fire hydrants? Like seriously, does anyone live on the there's dot com, there's dot net, and there's dot org. Everything else is EDU. <laughs> Okay, is there another good dot anything, or is it all just crap after that? Dot com, dot org, dot net, dot edu. Most of them are crap. Most of them are crap, and most of them just refer back to your dot com URL anyway, right?
2: Yeah, most most of them people have done it as a defensive. I need right. to make sure that you know no one else encroaches. Right. There's a few of them. Right. I've seen one which is dot x y z. Hey now. But it doesn't. No, it's a it's a financial
0: services. How about it? How about dot ABC? I know that's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back about, to the task. How about .dot. Zabe? <laughs> I need to get some .dot. Zabes going. All right, back to the uh, back to Notre the Dame. Of, so the Notre so, Dame dashboard's public and yeah. So on the day of the
2: Clemson game, which was I believe November seventh, the seven day moving average was thirty one point four new cases per day. Okay. Then that's across students, graduates, and employees. What's
0: the total population, student, graduates, employees? So it's 34 cases it's rolling like average out of? 16,000. Okay. Tiny, so, tiny amount.
2: Yeah. So so it was 31.4. Then the day after, it was 32.8. And then 34.7. So that was the immediate two days after. Well, it's and a surge. It, See, yeah. now,
0: the media would say... <clears throat> Coronavirus surging on campus after fans recklessly right. stormed right. the field. It surged from 31 out of 16,000 to 34. Right. But then okay.
2: the gestation period, which is what, three to whatever days, five days, then went down to 28, 27, <laughs> 28, 27. Yeah. Uh, just
0: wait two weeks, though. That's what they say. Just, just wait, wait two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I mean, they, they went through.
0: So. And, and did it infect any of the players? That's the other thing. People no. were saying, well, you're not going to be real happy if you cancel the rest of your season because you infect the whole team. Didn't infect any players that they no. know of. And no. not only that, but so this weekend, Florida State and Clemson got shut down because one Clemson player yeah. g- felt symptomatic, got tested, was positive. He practiced with the team.
2: Tested negative twice that week.
0: Prior, prior. right? Prior. But Florida State didn't want to play. They pulled the plug. Clemson, I think, was kind of pissed. And we have shown no cases of players giving it to players.
2: Yeah, and he wasn't even going to be at the game. I know. Because his test was done before they left. Right. results came in after they landed. Morning of, he tests positive. They pull him. He's gone. Game's in Florida. It's
0: not... You know, what's the risk to Florida State? There is. I mean, they could make it up like because he practiced symptomatically with other players that they're about to turn positive in a couple of days. They may not catch him with the daily testing. and Oh, my God, we're going to play tackle football against him. The thing that drives me nuts is that we are, we, we are we know much more about this virus and how it does and does not right. transmit, but we're not learning anything. Our learning is not happening. The society is not making any adjustments or any learning of, hey, you know what? We're not giving it to each other on the field. Therefore, maybe we don't make Lamar Jackson wear a paper napkin on his face on the sidelines. Now, I don't think they make him do that, but he was wearing it today on the sideline. I was like, why the fuck is he wearing a paper napkin on the sideline on his face?
2: Well, and if you're Florida State, you got Trevor Lawrence, first game in what, four weeks? Yeah. What? Could you have maybe snuck one in there? An upset?
0: No, they were terrible. (laughs) They were absolutely terrible. So anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was that we're watching the game, and of course, Joe Burrow goes down. Yeah, Yeah. and it was bad. And they don't show the replay of it because they said it was too bad. Too bad. I saw the replay as you and I – well, we got a story on that. First of all, that's bullshit. You should show replays of bad injuries – As long as the guy's not dead, once with a warning. You should say, here's here's a replay of it. It is not pretty. Please look away if you're squeamish. It's football. Guys get hurt. Legs get broken. You show it 20 times in super slow-mo from five different angles. Okay, that's wrong. That's ghoulish. you got to show it once a second time.
2: Especially to Washington. Yes. We're used to it.
0: Right, yeah, right. <laughs> and FedEx Field has seen a lot of that <laughs> as well. So they don't show it. So you and I quickly say, what about Dr. Chow? Dr. Chow. Where is the great Dr. Chow? Dr. David J. Chow, pro football doc. So I go run to Twitter. I look it up. And he's like, uh, saw the burrow injury likely out for the year. For more analysis and video, go to profootballdoc.com. And I said, Huh, oh, oh, you. Yeah. You, you, my friend, you're good. You're now directing us to go to your website. So I go to his website. I sign up with an email and a short password. It's not too onerous. They don't ask for any money or credit card. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yet, right? But it's a fair deal, okay? You want me in? You want my email address to blast me with stuff? Whatever. So we then go look at the analysis, and you call up the video, and the video was great. He's standing in front of the play, he shows the play a second time. He freezes it on his, you know, his own DVR, leg. Yeah. right? And he, and he talks about all the forces. He's like, "What well, Vargas force it sustained?
2: Hyperextension Vargas force."
0: Right. By the way, Doctor Broussard had it diagnosed right away as a torn MCL, ACL, a torn ACL. Because you could tell they were doing the ACL test, where you gently pull the leg straight, and if it's if it slides straight back and forth, yeah, you ACL, a,
2: pull the knee kind of it, right. Anterior
0: cruciate, that's the ligament behind, anterior, behind. In the middle, middle behind, yes. So he had the full breakdown. He said likely ACL and MCL, and likely out for the year. um, Vargas forces explained a couple other things. Very straightforward. And I'm like, why the fuck don't networks hire somebody like him to go alongside the rules guy? Yeah, to do these breakdowns on the games themselves. Do you have any idea why that is? They haven't gotten into it yet. They feel the it's that- not sensitive enough okay. to the players. Do they feel like it's just another expense they don't want to add? I know you and I were sitting there going, yeah, this shit would be great if I didn't have to go hunting for it on the internet. Right.
2: Especially if you're a... Uh- Cincinnati fan, you're deciding is the yeah. season over? Oh, it's over. It's
0: over. Well, you're a Bengal fan. The season usually starts <laughs> as over. By the way, I'm talking shit as a Redskin fan here. <laughs> like we're the I keep telling Redskin fans, we're the Bengals just with more trophies in the case than they have. They have yeah. none, we have three, right. but they're long ago. Don't look at the last twenty years. Their record is equal to ours, and they've been in the playoffs more times than we have. So let's not right. get cocky.
2: They are, what is it, 0-17-1 on the road? They're bad. They're bad.
0: They're bad. And they had a fighting shot to win that game with Burrow in there because he's really good. He completed, what, 21 passes in the first half, which was the most completions of any quarterback in the first half. He He moves really nice in the pocket, feels pressure, throws a great ball, oh, made a couple ball. mistakes that could have been penalized, but otherwise not too bad, and then just got crushed. Kicker. Kicker missed two extra
2: points. Bullock, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So there was that. Uh, You brought your 13-inch MacBook Pro with you today, Mm -hmm. and you are racked with guilt because, and this will be the subject of a, a Now Time for Something Different special podcast on Thursday this week. Uh, we're going to have my, my guy, Doc, uh, Jody Bell. Not doctor, but uh, he's like a doctor of <laughs> Macintoshes. Uh, Jody Dr. Bell, Mac. Jody Bell, he's a listener, and he's, he knows Macs inside and out. He's a brilliant guy. He helps fix my Macs when they go wrong. The M1 chip that Apple has now put into its laptops is the talk of the industry. It's glorious. It is. You hate to say it. It sounds cheesy, but It's revolutionary. They have doubled the battery life of MacBook Pros, doubled the battery life with no increase in battery size or form factor or weight. They're getting up to 20 hours. All of the video editing nerds I follow on YouTube, they are sitting there both ecstatic and also devastated because their M1 chip MacBook Pro 13-inch, 8 gigs only of RAM is out-rendering their nerdified $15,000 Mac Pro setups with 256 (laughs) gigs of RAM. It's amazing. So I'm on the website, Apple's website, to get one ordered on Saturday night. I put one in my cart, and it says, mail delivery by December 2nd, which is a week from today. Too far. I go, I can't wait that long. (laughs) I then go click on, I'll pick it up in the store at Tyson's. It says, okay, you can pick it up in the store today, Monday. I'm like, all right, cool. I start dickering around with something else. I get lost in my whiskey. I then go back and I go, oh, I forgot to add this. I can't figure out how to add it. I say, okay, let me just cancel out this whole thing. I go put the MacBook Pro 13-inch back in the basket. And then it shows me delivery December 20th. Oh, I'm like, what? And it shows no option to pick it up in store in a matter of literally minutes on Saturday night. I don't even want to look to see what the delivery time is now on the new M one chip max. And you have one, you bought two weeks prior to this announcement. Is it still within 30 days? Cause you better return it. You have to return
2: it. It is in 30 days. Get
0: it back. Return it. Return man, <laughs> if you feel ashamed, Chris, yeah, I'll return it for you. Yeah, problem
2: is it's not going to be computer less for
0: however I'm, long. Yeah, that's not going to be. Just don't good. do any work. It's the holidays, <laughs> except for the work on my podcast. Oh yeah, except for the my bookies. <laughs> Those we'll will, will prepack edit and pre-roll the my yeah. bookies. All right, but
2: yeah, the the, the challenge I'm having, which you can talk to the Mac guy, is I'm not finding a good hookup for an external monitor. Oh really? What this. do you mean? I've tried three different monitors, different resolutions, different cables, different display ports, and... It's not working for you? Apple doesn't sell. The only display that Apple sells, because it's not a monitor, it's a display.
0: Yeah. $5,000. I know. It's absurd. Get an old Mac Pro, you could probably pipe your... No, it doesn't. I tried. That was my plan. That was my
2: plan. No! And it doesn't work. It doesn't connect. Oh, my. So that was the whole strategy was I had a 27-inch that was failing. I was going to connect. Couldn't get it to work.
0: We'll talk about that on Thursday. Monitor.
2: You going to get me the $5,000 monitor as a Christmas bonus?
0: No. 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 We had a good year. It's not that good. One of these years, though. 2021. 2021 will be the year. All right. See
2: you All right. All
0: right. Let me end on this. Couple things. Number one, nine out of ten of you responded that you loved the leisurely Mr. X on football five ways Friday, that we went thirty plus minutes and it was just fine. Some of you even said even longer would be fine with me. Okay. I don't know if we'll go much longer than thirty, but we'll give Mr. X plenty of leg room. He had two brutal beats on a couple rover and overs this weekend in college football. And he'll uh he'll describe those brutal beats in great detail on Friday's edition. Meanwhile, nine out of 10 of you responded that, yes, you could hear Jay's television out in the background, and that even though it was only on two, as Jay lamented, we could still hear it, and it was still annoying. And they were surprised that I went as long as I did without saying something to him like, hey, could you just mute the TV if you don't mind? Anyway, I love Jay. Uh, there was a couple of people that said, no, I couldn't hear it at all. Which probably means that you were driving down the road with the windows down and not listening to the finer parts of the Zapecast. So we'll end on this. If you ever want a really bad night of sleep, try sleeping uphill. That'll do it. So as you know, as you can still hear, I'm still trying to get my gird under control. Gaga Gerd's a word. I'm feeling better, feeling stronger. I think you can probably hear it that I'm stronger in, in most registers, but there's still a little hitch right there and one of the notes right there. And uh, one of the remedies, they say, or one of the things to help combat it is to elevate the head of your bed slightly. That a elevated pillow, like a wedge pillow, nah, doesn't really work. You got to get your whole body a little bit on the upward incline to keep that good old stomach acid from coming up your esophagus and burning parts of your throat and causing inflammation and everything else. Okay, so I went to Home Depot. I got two cinder blocks. They're the four-inch kind, so they're not really that tall. I thought four inches is about fine. I went into the guest room where we got two twin beds, and against my wife's astonishment, like, you're really not going to sleep on a twin bed, are you? I'm like, yeah, fine, no big deal. It's not the width of it. I'm just, I I want to see if this you know helps out. And uh, I go to bed, and when I fall asleep, I'm like, okay, this is good. I like this. This is fine. But you know what happens over time? Gravity. Gravity never sleeps. While you're sleeping, gravity is doing gravity things. And so I kept floundering around all night just trying to get myself somehow back up the bed As the mere four inches was enough to slide me down throughout the night. And it was the funniest damn thing ever until finally at like 6 a.m. I get up out of bed and I go retreat to my bed with my wife. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I give up. (laughs) I couldn't do it. Now, you might say, oh, Zabe, not four inches, two inches is enough to do it. Or, nah, that shit doesn't work. But I tried it. And it was like sleeping uphill. And it was not a good night's sleep. Tonight, I promise to do better. I don't promise to do better. I hope to do better. We'll see. I'll report back in the morning. Remember, this is not a full-blown recap of everything I do every day. It's just a supplement, 6 to 9 a.m. on the game, 97.3 in Milwaukee, and also 3 to 6 p.m. on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. As always, tell a friend or two if you like this podcast. If you're like, hey, you know, I know you got your own sports radio guy in your town, but check out this guy from D.C. He's different. He's better. He's good. His voice is not very good, right now at least, but he's pretty good. Give him a try. I appreciate you spreading the word, and if you want to subscribe to Fridays and get the full boat of me, that helps keep things going as well, and I definitely appreciate it. Go to Zabe.com, and you'll see the links on how to subscribe to the Premium Edition, which includes Fridays of the Zabe Cast. Have yourself a great Monday. Get whatever work you got to get done today, and then seriously, shut her down for the Thanksgiving weekend. I'll keep working. I'll keep putting out content. But you, you've got permission. Be good today. Shut it down for the week. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday. And we will see you tomorrow. Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down or maybe a lot of money down on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day is coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with my bookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right place, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie. so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it.